align with that which you love and create that magnetic vibration because what you put your awareness and your energetic field in is what expands. And in a manifestation format, you're striving for something you don't have, which is suppressing a huge blanket of worry and fucking freak out underneath it. It's really fear of death at its core. Welcome back to Big Queen Energy. I'm your girl, Nicole Rose, with the podcast all about the mindset of a true queen. I'm a semi-retired DJ turned podcaster obsessed with positivity, psychology, and manifestation. Here to support you on your journey to attracting your dreams. Let's get it. Hello, ladies. So excited to be back with you for another episode of Big Queen Energy. We have a mega, mega queen here with us today who I am so excited to bring on the show. We are going to be chatting about uncovering our spiritual selves and keeping energetic alignment in relationship. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking to Julie aka Sri Mati, who is a mystic mother, a musician, she's a singer, she's an artist, she's a chef, she's an author, and a healer who owns a plant-based gourmet cheese company called Sri Moo. Julie is also the founder of the membership-based online community Water Tiger, focused on healing and uncovering one's life purpose and unique design. And she has her own podcast, called For the Life of Me. You should definitely check it out. It's amazing. That's how I came to know her, and I highly recommend it. So welcome to Big Queen Energy, Queen Julie. How are you, my love? Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. How beautiful to be actually just verily called a queen by you. I'm I'm basking in the power of that thought vibration of that of that statement. So thanks for including me. Of course. And you know, it's so funny that you said that. Like I had this one moment in my career and I did this TV thing a couple months ago or a year ago now. Wow. Time is flying. And I, I was really having like an internal meltdown. I'm sure you've had that moment where you're just like, everything's falling apart. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, you're a fucking queen. Like, it's okay. It's always going to be okay. And I just, I felt that energy from the word, like you said. It's amazing. And I think it's something that is, it is being recalled into this realm and reignited. And it is really important. And it's, it's important to discern the type of queen. So we use the word queen. And, you know, if we look back in history, like queens were always not that benevolent or loving or, uh, you know, for the, for the people. So what we're talking about recalling is this feminine awareness and power to be the the great leaders, the great mothers of our civilization, of our culture, of, you know, just beyond our own individual children, but really the feminine energy leading from a place of uh, what is best for all. How do we support life-affirming experiences? How do we really nurture love? And also, really important, be the fierce badass when required. So in the, definitely the feminine associated with this planet, 
you know, it's part of the agenda. It's been part of the design to suppress this very sacred energy um, to make us think that what is feminine is to martyr yourself. What is feminine is to be peaceful and pleasing and, you know, make everybody feel okay. But we all know those of us that are mothers or those of us that embody the feminine energy, you know, the feminine can be fierce and corrective and really speak up and say enough, like, no, that's not allowed. So um, this is something I think that we're all getting in touch with in these moments on planet Earth at this specific time of immense transformation. It's not a time like anything before in history. This is a moment of transformation into the Aquarian age where everything is new. It's almost as if we had a first life and from now on, we have a second life in, in this moment. So, so Queen is beautiful for all of that. And let's just bring to mind, you know, the, the opulent queen, the, the, really, the really big queen is who is calling us to remember her into our own lives. So, okay. So when you said that there's kind of a rebirth now, do you mean, are you talking like before pandemic, after pandemic, no. or can you explain more? <laughs> Not talking about the pandemic. Well, the pandemic is part of it. I'm talking about really the APOC, the Aquarian age. So we are in a 26,000 okay. year procession, planetary procession, where there is an opening where we are allowed to embody and, and co-create with energies that were never available to us prior to this time. So the pandemic and all of that, it, you know, we are in a very intense time and there is a, definitely a lot of suffering and darkness that is being revealed to us, that are, is being brought up and we are experiencing that. And, you know, as human beings and as a mother myself and a feeling human, I am not separate from any of that trauma. You know, it... I don't want any humans to suffer ever, you know? Um, and, and yet this, this point of transition is necessary for us to come out of the darkness, the illusion and the disconnection from truth that we have been, we have been living. And, and that's no judgment. It's no one's fault. It's been by design. So now we have an opportunity to truly embody divine qualities, life-affirming qualities in our own experience of life, which you know leads to our evolution, which is the whole reason we're here at all. We're all part of this experiment of evolving this realm. And this, this affects not only this planetary realm, but many, many systems, universal so it is a profound privilege to be in a body, to be alive right now. And so- Amen. Yeah, right? So we need to remember these things rather than get caught up in you know, the, the destruction, the death. There's a lot of beings that are taking exit at this time. I tell my friends and family, my community, if I choose my exit during this time, do not, you know, do not quantify me by a COVID statistic, please. I am a universal creator and I will have taken my exit at that point. So we have to really, you know, in my private session work with people, I, I help people deal with trauma or ancestral patterns that are, you know, repeating through the family line. And, and when we're in trauma and we're in suffering, we have the opportunity to rise above, to take a falcon's perspective of really who are we? We are eternal beings. The human being is an eternal life form. These bodies that we are in are like dresses. They're vehicles that we're in and they're sacred. 
But when you drop the body, you are not extinguished. Life continues. So it's this, I think, that is our opportunity is to come into terms and face our death and to come into uh, harmony with that and integration with the death process as being part of life. It's in fact a birth into something different. Wow. So much there. I literally have chills every time you speak. So I know that this is coming from something divine. You have so much incredible knowledge. It's such an honor to have you here for all the ladies that listen to Big Queen Energy. So thank you so much, Julie. That's incredible. What I wanted to ask you too was just kind of, you know, you mentioned the the mother concept. You are a mother, right? You have children. And by the way, I heard on your podcast too that you had um, sought out I don't think it was a psychic, but another type of intuitive to understand your own death date or death year or something of that nature. So I don't think you're going to be a COVID casualty. Based on that, we've got many more years with you, which I'm super excited to follow you and continue to learn from you and definitely need to sign. I'm already sold on the one-on-one. So wait for that Wait for that email follow-up. Um, but what I wanted to ask is just about, you know, the term mystic mother. I had not heard that before listening to you and, and coming to understand your, your presence. And I would love if you could explain that a little further. Yeah, I will, Nicole. So first of all, it needs to be said that, you know, anything can happen and nothing is set in stone. So every four seconds, there are six different potentials of life experience. So I did go see a very venerable, a joytish astrologer, a Vedic astrologer who was world renowned. His name was Chakrapani and he left the body, you know, maybe it's been six years now or something like that. But I went to see him, you know, fairly recently in the last maybe, I don't know, eight years because we share this love of the Vedic lineage. And I just wanted to sit with him and have that experience of being together. And so he didn't want to tell me my death date, but I kept I kept asking the right questions. You know, he was like, no, I'm not telling you. I was like, yes, please tell me. And the reason that I could ask that is that I understand that we are not defined by a chart. So let's say that he had said, you're going to die tomorrow morning. I would have just gone and done a ceremony and canceled that. So uh, so because I had this level of maturity, I was able to receive it. And also because I have already expressed so much in my life. And so I, I really wanted to know because in the remaining years on planet Earth, I wanted to be very clear, how can I devote my energy in a very meaningful way? Because I'm here for the evolution like we all are, and I mean it. Like, I'm really dedicated to it. I really do it in everything that I have. So Mystic Mother is, you know, I, I have an energy about me. It was not my personal choice. It's not like I decided it, but I have a mother frequency that I embody, And it's something that, you know, people come to me, people that have had traumas with their own mothers come to me. You know, I have four of my own children that I birthed through this temple, this body. I mean, our body is a temple. Oh my God, the way that you speak is just incredible. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess mystic mother is, I mean, I'm just, I'm embodying that I am a mother and people like me to feed them. They like me to feed them spiritual food. And now they like me to feed them my gorgeous, divine, sacred, plant-based artisanal offering called Shreemu Do Life. It is the next evolution of cheese. It is not cheese. And they are devotional offerings for life, which bless our bodies, our animals, the planet, and our children. But I'm not asking you to give up your love of cheese because when you taste Shreemu, 
it, it rivals any dairy cheese and it's a blessing for your body, for your digestive tract, all this stuff. So as a mother, you know, food is a vehicle of transformation. So Srimu is a mission of global awakening. It's a frequency that when you eat it, it transforms your awareness. And the point of Water Tiger, which is my spiritual mentorship platform, it is a way to know way to connect you with the truth of who you are. Because Nicole, you are a multidimensional being having a simultaneous experience. Okay, sometimes we say we're a spiritual being having human experience. Yes, that's true. But all I know after traveling through many, many lineages and having so many experiences, they could say about me, she left no stone unturned. (laughs) So I have really had a lot of experiences in my life. And the one thing that I know for certain is that I can count on nature. So there is an aspect of you that is your original, I call it life print, where you would create it in a uniqueness that no one else in the entire omniverse, that means anywhere life exists, can realize and embody what is the life print of Nicole. And so if I can lead you and point you into a way to use techniques where you fall in love with yourself as your first concern, your first responsibility, your first love affair, if I can point you into those experiences and you can embody Nicole more, then I'm going to wager, it's my intuition that tells me that you're going to do things in your life that transform all creation. You are going to naturally and spontaneously heal all creation by falling in love with yourself. That is such an insanely powerful concept. And I know that to be true because I'm I'm just a normal human, right? Who's fallen in and out of being in a really great place and gone through experiences that I felt like I was swimming to get back up to the surface. And then once you are in that great kind of more enlightened spiritual place and then you've fallen from it, then, I mean, this is worse than where you were before, right? Because you're like, what is wrong with my brain? What happened? I've lost traction and... How can I get back to that more spiritual enlightened space? How can I get that connection, open that channel up again? But then, you know, when you get back there, then you you somehow seem to surpass that previous understanding. But I love that you just called it a responsibility. I think I explain this to women. I have a, a different offering that's more of like a mentorship that's eight weeks with young women about kind of just figuring out exactly what their purpose is, what their dream life looks like, just building clarity around the things that they want, which also in in a way helps them understand themselves, right? Get closer to that true self through this journaling and and the clarity work. Um, But people tell me sometimes when I say, worry about yourself first, take care of yourself first, you know, isn't that selfish? I, you know, they're not all young, right? Some of them have families, some of them have you know, many other companies, many other responsibilities. So could you elaborate on that a little further? I think you're saying, because when we take care of ourselves, we heal others. Yeah, definitely. And that's a really good perspective to talk about. So we should remember that energy moves in spiral formations. So when you're working with energy, you work with vortexes, right? And they can be descending or ascending, right? So they're either spiraling up or they're spiraling, you know, descending. 
So a lot of times when we're on our trajectory of evolution, we're on the spiral of energy and we're moving around and we can come around to the same point, the same position on the spiral. And it feels like you're back in the same place again, but that's impossible. You're not back in the same place again. You're visiting that same point of experience from a different level. Like when you travel on the spiral, you're on the same point in the spiral, but the ring of spiral that you're on is elevated. Mm-hmm. So I hope the listeners can can track that. I just want to make that more clear. Like the ring is elevated, right? So you might be back at the same point, but you're not the same individual because you have to encompass and embody the things that you've been through and the wisdom that you've gained. That is exactly right. And we've all heard this this um, sort of example that it's like peeling an onion, okay? So it's like another ring of experience on the spiral as you're traveling through your evolutionary experience. So you're not exactly back where you were. You're visiting the same frequency so that you can transform it at another layer, even deeper. Wow, okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes. The other thing is to remember... All experiences are divine. Every experience is sacred and every experience is neutral until you apply perspective. Yes, that's a neuro-linguistics programming concept. I 1000% believe in that. I try not to classify good and bad. Cool. So the other thing is to remember that we are multidimensional life forms and we are jumping in time all the time throughout the entire day and night. But our perception in this realm doesn't allow us to know that, or some of us know know it at different levels because we have different life prints that present different abilities. So, you know, again, it's like, this would take me back to this self-nourishment and self-love. And, you know, from a, mm-hmm. from a patriarchal view, we've been taught to martyr ourselves especially women or people that are embodying feminine, right? And yet there's no need, like there, like again, like all the journey is necessary. You need those morsels of those moments. I call them the sacred moment when everything is dark and everything's not working and everything's to shit and you know nothing is connecting. Those are the sacred moments. And if you're lucky and blessed and you're evolving, you will have at least one really great one in your life. The lives that have no color to them, meaning the beings that choose to live in the middle space. Well, this is I don't want to contradict here because I am a middle path being. But what I'm saying is someone who has experienced deep depths of darkness has a greater potential for great evolution than someone who really never had anything. It's just been sort of this this tone that's sort of just bland and there's nothing going on. You know, it's like safe, you know, they go to work, they get the paycheck, they don't really go out of their space that much, they're not really expanding. That person is has a least ability to transform than you might say a heroin addict. Now, I'm not advocating that people go out and elect to be heroin addicts. I'm just saying that if you've faced darkness, real darkness in your life, it is in fact your treasure. And by applying devotion and awareness, you can transform it and rise out of it. You could also not apply your will and your divinity and you could live a life of darkness for eons of time. That, that's also a choice. 
Right. So when you're saying, you know, a, be, a being that's experienced some darkness, they're able when they experience happiness again, the comparison of that, the contrast, right, of that feels so satisfying and joyous when you think about yourself at a different point. And like we all tend to do that, right? On like a birthday, we think, oh, a couple of years ago, I didn't have all of these things that I've built or I wasn't married. I didn't have kids or whatever. And you know, if you're in a good place, then you, you think, reflect fondly on that. Right. So definitely get having contrast is what this realm is about. It's a realm of contrast. That is, that is the nature of this realm. And we have both dark and light within us and both dark and light experiences in life. So you called yourself, you called yourself a middle being. So I just want to ask about that because I have not only listened to your podcast, but other podcasts and your journey is incredible. And you have been, you've been through very serious struggle in your life. And if you could elaborate on that, and also it'd be nice for some people who don't know you as well to just understand you a little better. Yeah. I mean, I think the the big illusion and and maybe part of the design of trying to undermine spiritual awareness and connection is this predisposition that we have as humans to expect somebody who's spiritually connected to be perfect or like, you know, this like virgin or like un, untouched. So it's almost been put into this realm so that we don't understand that we are divine by nature, that this is in fact inherent, potentially divine within each one of us. No one is more or less spiritual than anyone else. It's a matter of choice and applied will and, you know, to, to experience. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've had a, I've had a life like when life, we've all had lives, right? The life comes and the life visits you in the areas that you need to expand. And, you know, mine happened to come in the form of a nine-year financial collapse, you know, having four children and, and, uh, and I knew I was rewriting some of those patriarchal money systems for the planet by going through it. And um, it was brutal and divine and creative and raw and precious and unbearable and devastating. And, <laughs> you know, it, it was the whole thing. And, and had I known it was going to take nine years, I probably wouldn't have been so positive. Like I'm such the positive, resilient person. <laughs> so I kept thinking like the next month it was going to change. And it was a very long burn for me and my family. And we had to offer our lives over to this greater force, even at the, you know, the last hour, understanding that maybe none of what we had been presenting was in fact important at all. Like maybe all of our perspectives, our dreams and our desires were in fact not that relevant and we were going to just be annihilated. So we were, they call it the razor's edge in spiritual practice. It's like you don't get a net before you jump off the mountain. You don't get to have a soft landing space. That's part of the that's part of the operation. Like you have to jump without having that and then find your way. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you can imagine in my life being the mom of four kids and going through that experience. And, you know, I've had, you know, loved ones, uh, uh, death experiences that have been, you know, very raw and profound. My best friend's son drowned when he was four. Our children were growing up together and, you know, that was a, a very profound, you know, on my knees moment where 
in those moments, there is no, you know, there's no quote on Instagram that's going to resolve that situation. <laughs> you know, there's, th- these are very real life problems and this whole sort of, you know, life is complex. And if you've got your money thing worked out, well, then you'll get visited by some illness or, you know, it just, it comes in the ways to provide you the food or the soil with which to transform. And I think it's important to let people know that even though now, thank goodness, and by the grace of the goddess and divine mother, you know, I have, I have a, a great amount of comfort in my life right now. You know, like the other day I was in my jacuzzi which just got finished and I was feeling the nourishment and I was talking to my little self, my Julie or Srimati and just telling her, you know, you deserve this. Like, like I've, I've been in a lot of very intense situations for a long time and I've been holding, you know, a lot for the planet, a lot for, you know, men and women and and children and animals and trees and, and it's my privilege, but you know, it's it's beautiful to to nurture the body. And and I'm not without this isn't like, and then it's over, and then you've arrived, and then you're spiritually aware. That spiral just goes on for eternity. So as you evolve and you gain more awareness, then your next initiation comes, your next test comes. So I'm the mom of two teenagers. You can, any moms listening to that will know exactly what that means. And any moms that have little kids, don't think about it. Just enjoy your, where you are right now. So don't project. But also the other thing that has eluded me for 30 years is that I suffer from chronic head trauma. And I have episodes, you know, could be every three weeks, every six weeks, every eight weeks. And I know I've tried everything available. Like, you know, trust me, I've been trying to unravel this and, and I'm still, I'm still in the process of unraveling it. But, you know, even though I'm a spiritual teacher of sorts and a mentor, and I have all these experiences Life is, I am still experiencing life and there is no place of perfection or, you know, you know, uh, pristine, you know, I don't know. It's like, I'm many flavors of many things and many colors of many things. And the one thing that I know is that I can count on my devotion that I can share. That is so, so, so beautiful. And it really resonates. The, the thing that you said about releasing the concept, right, which is probably a construct that we were fed to kind of keep people from their spiritual understanding because the more that people are connected to their spirituality the more intuition and wisdom they can access right and that could maybe be counter to what government or other parties want right because it's better if they feed us what we know but when you said that we should all be releasing this idea that spiritual teachers healers mentors etc should be perfect that really resonated so deeply within me because I think that's something that I've struggled with just in my own personal life is that, you know, I have some spiritual gifts absolutely nowhere near on your level and hope I, you know, I just hope they continue to develop. But you do think that if you mess up, if you drink too much, if you make a mistake, if you hurt somebody, you question, am I still spiritual? Yes, Nicole, you are every bit still spiritual, completely spiritual. And reminding people that this is not a comparison. You are, I always share with the people that are in my, in my care, 
your journey to self-realization at whatever level you're going to call that. And remember, this is going on for eternity. So you and I are going to meet in another realm and have this interview and it's we're going to be different beings, right? So, or we could be right now, even simultaneously. But what I'm going to remind you is that your journey will be unique to you and you alone. Really remember that. You can look to other people and see the inspiration but do not compare yourself or judge your own journey based on another's life. There is only one of you in the entire omniverse. No one outside of you knows the process, the experience, and what it means to embody your divine organic blueprint. Only you know. You have qualities and abilities and powers that I do not have. They do not exist in my life print. Only Nicole can realize those. And let us consider for a minute that those experiences where you say, you know, you fall into darkness or someone gets hurt or you do the wrong thing or whatever that is. What if those were in fact necessary? You know, I'll I'll use an experience of my own. Like I was, I'm a fashion designer. So I had a fashion collection and I love beautiful design. I love it. I love beautiful fashion. Right now, I'm working on some of my own ceremonial clothing. And for a while, when I was earlier in my journey of, of awakening and remembering my spiritual life print in this, in this life, you know, I went through that moment of, well, wait, I should just wear a robe and sleep on the floor and shave my head and, you know, only wear orange and like show Please up. Please don't shave your head. You have the most beautiful hair. <laughs> no, I did. I didn't. I did not and will not. So, but I was thinking, you know, all of that is also another outfit. It's also another identity of the way that you're presenting. And so I've always known since I was a young being that I was going to be speaking to millions of people. This hasn't happened yet. You know, my following relatively, especially like compared to my husband or compared to other people, like I haven't even really been born yet. I haven't really even moved into my position. But I started to reflect on those things that I care very much about the way I look. I put a lot of effort into my skin, into my hair, into my body. And you're glowing. (laughs) Thank you. I love beautiful things. Like I don't have any issue with spending, you know, having like thousands of dollars on a garment. The, The thing with me is I only have a few I don't have like this huge collection of stuff. I have like a curated collection that is meaningful to me. And that gives me deep satisfaction. So instead of being violent against myself and judging myself and projecting a lens of, oh, well, you must be superficial if you care about the way you look, or you must be, you know, not enlightened if you have to wear makeup before you go out or you want to... What if, in fact, that is necessary for me to fulfill my dharma or my greatest purpose? You know, because if I didn't like speaking or I didn't like this vehicle that I'm in or I didn't consider her, you know, a temple or I wasn't engaging in beauty, which beauty, by the way, is the first tenet of a spiritual life in humanity. So beauty is sacred, actually. Beauty is something we react to. So I guess what I'm saying is love your dark spaces, honor your dark spaces, 
love all of you, I guess is what I'm saying. And beauty is not one of them. Yeah. It's not a dark space. It's a tenant of spirituality. Okay. That's new to me. Yes, it is. It actually is. Isn't that wonderful that it is? You know, because it affects us, right? We And this, this is in spaces. And now I'm not talking about excess. I'm not talking about raping and pillaging the earth for the sake of having a new thing every time something comes up. You know, I, I had this amazing teacher. I went to business school and then I went to uh, fashion design school. I was already working in the industry and I went to FIDM, which is a fashion school in LA. And there was this incredible teacher there who reminded me how to draw. I hadn't picked up a pencil my entire life and I was 28. So she was a fashion illustration teacher and she was just this magical being. She had jet black hair and a braid. She wore Egyptian eyeliner, black eyeliner under her eyes all the way to her temples. And she only dressed in curated, architecturally sculpted pieces of clothing. They all went together and they were all, and she was, she made such an impression on me. I'm still waiting to realize I have this dream of mine that I I haven't released yet. It's called Nomad Pack. And it is a curated collection of fashion architectural objects that make a beautiful life. And they are connected to the refugee crisis on this planet, which is inflicting violence on humans by not offering them their sacred right, which is a piece of land and a place to live. And it's also connected with these, I just want to mention this because it's super cool, profound thing that is going on. In Sweden, there is a condition called the resignation syndrome. And in families of refugees, um, children within the family go into actual comas for years at a time to stop their families from being deported back to war-torn countries. And please research it check it out. It's hundreds of children. And when the government reverses the order and allows the family to stay, the children then awaken again. But they have to learn to walk, to talk, to eat again. So it's an actual condition of the divine that is putting these beings in stasis so that you can stop the violence that is being inflicted upon them. So anyway, that's my dream of Nomad Pack. We'll see Right now, Shrimu is the main focus, but we'll see if I achieve that in my living, breathing years. I hope I do. Sounds very cool. Love the name. Also, we'll be ordering your cheese because I'm trying to eat dairy-free as much as possible. It's tough, but I would love better alternatives. So I will be ordering that when I move into my new apartment in Miami very soon as a as a housewarming gift to myself. So Julie, I've been dying to ask you this because I think we talk a lot about manifestation on Big Queen Energy in Queens of Creation, the mentorship program. A lot of people DM me questions about manifestation just because I, as a relatively young soul on the planet, I've seemed to do a lot of different things that were dreams of mine, right? As as a child or a teenager or whatever. And then sometimes they came, one came together, you know, in, in a bigger manifest it. Two of them came together and made something even more beautiful than I could have imagined, right? Or planned for it to be that way. Um, And you, I think it was maybe on almost 30, you kind of mentioned that, you know, we have the concept of manifestation all wrong and it's truly about alignment. I was wondering if you could elaborate. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know about all wrong, but I mean, it's a, it's a moment. I mean, you know, when I was a lot younger in years and I could feel this impending financial collapse, just, you know, washing over every aspect of my life. I played in some of these things and I just, in my experience, citing it, like, like saying an affirmation or creating, you know, I guess creating a vision border or saying affirmations to cover up the fear that is residing inside your heart is not going to work. (laughs) So you have to get and I mean, I was given this very profound nine-year alchemy. So it's like, I don't have any fear of money anymore. Like before I was a fashion designer, I was running you know, $80,000 through my Amex every month producing my collection and all kinds of stuff. But if you had just sauntered by me and just whispered in my ear, American Express, I would have had like a, fuck, a total fucking freak out. Like I was not... I was not in alignment of dealing with that money. You know what I mean? Like I was just afraid and I I had that fear and I didn't even understand how it all worked and I it was, you know, it's it's lifetimes of fear and this is by design again on this planet. That's why most of us worship the money god. That's why we revere people that have a lot of money and we go, "Oh, look at him." Or look, you know, it's usually look at him. It's almost always look at him. Look how much money he has. Isn't he important? Shouldn't we be listening to him? When in fact, you know, we've we've got it all wrong. I mean, your source is direct connection to God consciousness, which is you. So you're not your job, you're not your, you know, you're not your bank account, you know, and the thing is, is when you drop the body, you're not, you're not getting points for your credit score or that size of your bank account. Like, well, you know, good job. You had lots of money in the bank and, you know, that's, that doesn't work. This is, it is a, you know, like a control mechanism of this world and you can trace almost all the ills of the planet back to money, right? And yet we have to deal in money. And so, and I'm in the process of building a unicorn, which is a billion dollar company with Shrimu. Let me say that very clearly. I'm building a hundred million dollar plant-based cheese company that will transform and embody a unicorn. Why am I doing this? Because money is the currency that affects things on the planet. And we are going to embody this and use this money to fund the next expansion of a sacred temple operation in Northern Italy. It is connected to a community called Damanhur. It's D-A-M-A-N-H-U-R. Look it up, search the temples. This was founded by a magical being uh, who described himself as a being with memory named Falco Tarasaco. And with 40, with 50 people, they built temples to humankind inside a mountain in secret over a 19-year period. They worked 24-hour shifts with buckets and shovels and no electric equipment. It is considered the eighth wonder of the world. Um, it is a, a total mission of love for humanity and for this realm. And now... This mission was only about 20% of the operation. And the next temple expansion 
is an $88 million project, which will house the indigenous DNA of the planet. So I said a lot of lofty stuff right there. So go check it out and you will see the validity of what these people have done for all of us. So Shreemu is connected to this, but getting back is I made sure that I said that because word and thought create reality. Okay. So getting into touch with the fear that is existing inside your heart, anything that is in your body that has a judgment about money, a, a analysis about money, a lot of us have rejected it because of the darkness that it is associated with. The other thing we need to get real with is, are you seeking spiritual shelter that is seeped in a need or desire of luxury and comfort. Because if you stepped onto the spiritual path and you think this is going to provide you comfort and luxury, you're on the wrong train. (laughs) So Eckhart Tolle, the master of the now moment, has said, you may... You can self-actualize with a million dollars in the bank. You can. It is a possibility. It's not likely. (laughs) So, you know, this is the spiritual process is one of serving this force which is within you, which animates you in a level of devotion and true heart integrity and will to align with the highest for all beings, the highest for all life. After you've touched on those stages, it is in my experience, the way to embody more abundance in your life, and I'm not talking about cash or a bank account, I'm talking about all the things in your life, health and relationship and the right expression and the right community around you and opportunities is to align with who you are. And this is the core of Water Tiger. To climb inside that life print that you are, looking for clues in what you loved as a child, making sure that you spend time daily doing what you love. So you're creating a vibration of love around you, which then becomes magnetic. So manifestation is this kind of illusion like, oh shit, you know, I'm drowning or I need to go out and get my peace. I need to achieve. And how come I keep trying and trying and trying and it's not working? Where we change, we're now in this feminine frequency of magnetic alignment. Now that doesn't mean you don't do anything. It means first you align in that vibration. You get very clear on who are you? What do you love? What makes you expand? You know, is it dance? Is it music? Is it nature? Is it swimming? What is it horses? Like, what is it? Align with that which you love and create that magnetic vibration because what you put your awareness and your energetic field in is what expands. And in a manifestation format, you're striving for something you don't have, which is suppressing a huge blanket of worry and fucking freak out underneath it. It's really fear of death at at its core, but let's call it fear of sustenance and being able to pay your rent. And then you create more of that lack where if you relax and become a devotee of your own body temple, your own life form with the intention of 
highest for all life, okay? Highest for everyone, highest for all. How can I serve, but not serve out of Derek Zoolander, kids who can't read good school? You know, that's this whole idea of charity when you haven't even become is just ridiculous. You know, you're not even born yet yourself. How can you then put some big thing on your back and say, I'm going to serve this? If you look deeper, you might find it's simply another aspect of just a personality ego situation. And by the way, we all have egos. If we didn't have an ego, you wouldn't be alive. You wouldn't even be, we wouldn't even be talking here. But how do we embody what is really true to us? And that way we can be guided, safe, cared for, aligned, and abundant in all the aspects of life. And I want all of you, you know, we need to embody business as sacred because we need people like us, people listening to this podcast who really care. We need to be the one affecting the operations on this planet, not the ones who really don't care. So I hope that gives you some thought and some... This is why you're making a unicorn. I mean, so many things to think about in there. I, I love that you want to make... Shrimu, a unicorn. I will support you. I will post it. We, let's get you there, girl. I'm sure it's going to happen because people need dairy alternatives right now and people are sick of them tasting like junk. <laughs> so so I, I see that for you. And you just said so many beautiful things. It's talking to you as like taking years of spiritual study and just putting it all together in 10 minutes. And I'm like, oh, that's why I read that. And that's why I've always thought this. And okay, wait. So yeah, if you do just continue continue to align, continue to love, continue to serve, continue to expand and try to do the best every day and and help people when you can every day, then yeah, you're going to come, you're going to go through troughs and periods of, of, of hard times and challenges that you're supposed to learn, expand and grow and transform from, but it's going to be okay. And so you can hold that faith in your future abundance and be excited for it because it will be there. I don't know how you did that. The mindset that you must have employed over a nine-year journey to do that is just incredible. You're, you're just, you're absolutely amazing. And it, the thing you said about the ego too, you're right. We wouldn't be having this conversation if I didn't have some layer of ego where I even felt comfortable enough to send you a DM that you would respond, right? You're somebody that I hold in high regard, respect very much, very studied, very brilliant, very uh, nurturing, like you said. And so without that ego, yeah, this conversation wouldn't be happening for anybody. And I know everybody has multiple, multiple light bulbs going off right now. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. I just have one more question. I think the answer is probably yes. But as you've been talking, I wrote that I really wanted to make sure to come back to this. I have always in my life felt kind of just an eternal optimism, like either, and some people have told me it's a flaw and I'm sure, you know, that's probably a common response. I'm sure you've heard that before in your life. I see it as the opposite. I see it as the fuel that keeps me going, the fuel that keeps my energy more aligned and then continues to, if I can keep that faith up, build better and better things and and bring me to new opportunities where I can serve. Would you see eternal optimism as connected to spirituality? Do you think it's something we should all work towards? Curious what your thoughts are. Yes, Nicole. As a fellow eternal optimist, it is absolutely essential to being in this realm. 
It is absolutely essential. The other thing that is essential is humor. We forget to have fun and to laugh at ourselves. It's really not that serious. I mean, how evolved do any of you really think you are? How much do you really think you know? And and it always amazes me the level of violence and analysis and judgment that comes out on social media. And I'm just like, people, like, come on. Like, how can you be so sure about your position of where you are And, you know, we're being drawn into this us and them scenario by design so that we separate and we inflict violence on each other. If they can get us hating each other, then, you know, something else is going to happen when we're not looking. When we're fighting about this thing, then something else is going to come in. I had a realization about that in the shower the other day about vaccinated and unvaccinated people. It's this big schism. Anyway, please continue. But yes, 1000% agree. The most important thing that we can remember is that love is the most powerful force available to us, okay? So if you've dropped down into some scenario of us and them and you're fighting, you're fighting. You're fighting in the energy of fighting. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. It can transform every ill, every single ill. So let's start with ourselves. Can you go look at yourself in the mirror and sit with yourself in the mirror? This is a technique that's in Water Tiger and actually receive what is in love. Just love. Do you understand that you are loved, celebrated, exactly as you are right now. Let's all let our bellies go. Let's allow your body to register coming into the present moment. And can you drop your scrambling for acceptance? Can you drop your your striving and grasping and clawing for security? And can you understand as you melt into the being of who you are, that you are held, guided, loved, and celebrated right now? Not after you've achieved some level of spiritual levelness, not after you've earned a certain amount of money, not after you've fought some political thing. Right now, just right now, just embody that. And there are ad nauseum visions and trajectories going on in the planet of what is wrong. All of what is wrong. What is wrong? This is wrong. You're wrong. This is wrong. This is horrible. This is wrong. There's this catastrophe, that problem. You're wrong. This person's wrong. It just goes on all day. Okay. We are universal creators. Thought creates word creates. The unique thing with Dominher, the spiritual community in Italy, they have painted on the walls of these underground temples, the vision of a planetary realm in an earth where all life form is living in harmony. Every species is painted on those walls. And so what I'm asking everyone listening to this podcast to join in visualizing and spending energy creating the world you want to live in 
no one changes by being beat up with what's not good about them. If I came in here and told Nicole everything that I thought was wrong about her, she would go into constriction and become paralyzed and there would be no transformation. People transform via example. And if they feel your love, if they feel your acceptance, they may open up to a higher perspective or you may learn something from them you didn't understand. So this moment is about sovereign choice. It's about us remembering that we can create the world we want to live in. This is a very critical time in this planetary realm. And if you're alive in a body, you signed up to be a part of this. You are needed, you are valued, and you are loved. And spend the moments visioning, ask the question, who will I need to become to create a world of celebration of all life? Who would I need to become? And so we have to stop fighting on this kindergarten level of little kindergartners who I actually, you know, real kindergartners, I think are very evolved beings. But I mean, <laughs> you know, we're, we're fighting this from the wrong place. And remember, the most difficult task we have is to ask the right questions. That is the hardest thing. Because if you know what question to ask, then you will receive an expansive answer, an evolutionary answer. And so please, let's all go out in our world today, in our, in our lives, and let's remember that every being that you come into contact is an expression of the divine. Every experience is divine. You are the alchemist. What are you going to do with that experience? Are you going to continue to create and continue this negative descending spiral? Or are you going to use your energy with intention, understanding that there is dark shit going on under right in front of our faces? We have no idea how dark it is. I'm not saying it's all love and light and let's skip around. And I watched a South Park episode with my kids last night, the hippies that are just smoking pot and listening to hippie music. <laughs> they, they like made this whole funny thing about that. I love hippies, but I'm not saying that. We need to know what's going on, okay? So I'm not an illusion, but I choose to put my energy with intention in things that uplift. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of action. Like if I told you what my schedule is, you would be, you would be taken aback. <laughs> so the time is of the essence and we all are needed. And it's not about disappearing into a cave, but understand and remember who you are. You are creating every moment. Amen again. That's the most beautiful way to close out maybe the most beautiful podcast we have ever done. Thank you so much. I just, I'm like moved with emotion. Um, <laughs> I'm so honored. Thank you that you would, that you would share all of this. Can you tell everybody where they can find you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my honor and my privilege and, and thank you so much, love. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I. And also follow Srimu Do Life on Instagram. Uh, Srimu is a subscription offering. So we're 80% subscription and we ship these gorgeous altar boxes 
So it's really a sacred offering. There's many different frequencies and offerings you can choose from. So go there. And if you've been inspired and if you want to join this very precious community, please join Water Tiger. You can find it at juliepiatt.com. That's P-I-A-T-T.com. It's $33 per month. You can do it monthly or I think three months or six months. But join us. Uh, We've got a really beautiful collective there. And there are already over 30 techniques that you can stream in the portal. Each one that will lead you deeper into sustenance with yourself. So thank you, Nicole. I'm honored. I felt like a real queen, like a divine queen. Thanks for inviting me. And I'm just sending everybody so much love. And just remember who you are, you guys. This is, if we could really see, this is the most expansive celebratory time in this planetary realm ever. It's just, we have to get through the next bit of some really big ugliness and more to come and more intensity. And please know that there are also... Uh, missions and beings that are working for humanity that are helping people who have transited to get them out safely. And so there's so much good going on uh, around us. And in all of my 20 years of being deep in with my current teams, I've never heard such beauty coming from their forecasts. And it was not beautiful for all those 20 years. So just so you know. Well, that makes me feel even more eternally optimistic. Nicole, I hope we get to do it again. I'm sending you lots of love, honey. All right, ladies, if you loved what you heard today, please remember to subscribe, hit five stars, maybe share it with a girl who needs to hear this advice today. We'd be oh so grateful if you had time to leave a little review too. You can add us on Instagram at Nicole Rose Stillings and at Big Queen Energy Pod. We hope we brightened your day, but that's all for now. Don't forget to tune in Mondays in the AM to Big Queen Energy, supporting you on your journey to fearless creation. 